On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Thursday, November 18th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, Jimmy Murphy with us. Andrew, along momentarily as well, ready to break down the Thursday NHL card. And it is a big one uh, tonight. Even with the Nashville-Ottawa game postponed, uh, we still have 11 games to break down. So let's get to it. Uh, The New York Rangers and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto minus 170, home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this one. Really good hockey game here. Two teams playing good hockey. Four straight wins for the New York Rangers uh, entering this game, beating Florida, Columbus, the Devils, and the Canadians uh, during that span. Uh, Their offense has certainly uh, been lighting the lamp during this time as well. They had a five-game overstreak snapped with the win against Montreal, but they still scored three goals, and uh, really they've scored four or more in uh, three of the last four games, the Rangers. And look, it's everybody that stepped up, even Lafreniere and Kako, the first-round picks of the last couple of years for the New York Rangers uh, have been able to find the uh, back of the net. And of course, we know all season how good the likes of Chris Kreider uh, have been for the uh, New York Rangers Panarin as well. Uh, but it's a t- team that's playing good offensively, defensively. They continue to get Really solid goaltending from uh, Igor Shosturkin, who's really only had one bad game pretty much all year for the Rangers. On the flip side, you got an equally hot Toronto Maple Leafs team, nine and one in their last ten games. And unlike the LA game, you know Nashville was worried, maybe a little letdown. They they did not have one. They avoided the pitfalls. They uh, couldn't avoid against the Kings. It was a good, complete effort, both ends of the ice, shutting out Nashville three nothing. Jack Campbell. Number one in goals against in the league, I think one or two in save percentage, and number one in goals saved above average, which is the advanced stat for goalies. He's just been brilliant, beyond magnificent. Another shutout for him uh, against Nashville uh, the other night. So this is one of those games where a five and a half total, and we just keep seeing the uh, Maple Leafs, you know, actually trending under uh, more often than not. And in a game where you've got two goalies expected to be in net here, of course, Shesterkin and Campbell riding just terrific form right now difficult to bet an over to be honest with you in this game and let's not forget earlier this year they played in toronto and it was a two to one game low scoring great goaltending both sides uh, and it stayed under the total so i think i would lean under as well here in this game i I don't really want to go against either of these teams this could be a game i look at the draw and i'm not as big on betting the draw uh, game to game as alex is and maybe a few other people but this could be a good draw candidate We already saw the Leafs and Rangers go to overtime earlier this season against one another, both of them playing really good hockey right now. So this was another game where we could see this game go beyond regulation. So we'll lean to the draw here at a nice plus price. Alex, what do you think here, Rangers and Leafs? Yeah, we were kind of briefly talking about it before the show started. This is a game that definitely does look like it could be – 
a, a one that's worth betting the draw with. Like you said, these are two teams, high-powered offenses, good goaltending. So you wonder, okay, this could be a 2-2 game and both goalies stand on the heads, or this could be one of those 3-3-4-4 three, three, four, four kind of deals where we see the offense, you know, get things rolling, but eventually, like I said, you know, one can be just as good as the other, and they kind of go back and forth. So this is one I'll be watching live. I'll be trying to get some in-game spots and, you know, look for next to score props. But uh, I'll probably have something small here in the draw. It's not my favorite draw player of the card, but uh, that's the, the way I'm looking at this as well. Yeah, plus 325, two good teams, two teams playing well. And again, they've had the overtime game head-to-head earlier this season. So I felt, you know, at that price was worth looking at the draw here. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here, Rangers-Leafs? Yeah, I'm with you guys too. I mean, I see a low-scoring game as well and a very tightly contested one as well. But I'm not going to jump on the draw just yet. Might be something like Alex I look at in-game. So give me the under 5.5 here at an even price. All right, like an under five and a half here uh, in this one. Uh, by the way, it looks like for the from a Leaf standpoint, and it's uh, it would be disappointing if he doesn't play because he's all of a sudden found a little uh, stability uh, in this lineup, playing on that third line for the Leafs, and that's Andre Kasha. He's a game time decision. He's played well with Engvall and Camp lately. The third line they scored a big goal that line in, in the Nashville game the other night. So it would be disappointing if the Leafs don't have him, but. He's a game-time decision right now for uh, this game tonight. Uh, Andrew is with us now. Andrew, what do you think, Rangers and Leafs? I look towards the under. I said it a couple times last week. I'm kind of surprised to see this Leafs team playing the way they are defensively. I read a good article the other day um, through The Athletic talking about how they've changed some kind of defensive schemes, and it's worked for them quite well. And as much as I come on here and say that the big four did the bulk of their scoring, if they're playing in low-scoring games, that's about all they really need. Um, and New York as well. They have talent, of course, but uh, I feel like they're at their best in low-scoring games as well. So a uh, small lean towards the under. Um, great run right now for the Leafs, though, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see it continue tonight. Uh, just not interested in paying the price for the regulation or money line. All right, we have New Jersey and Florida. Florida minus 180, home favorite, six the total here uh, in this game. Panthers with a 6-1 to one win uh, over the New York Islanders in their last game, snapping a four-game losing streak and, quite frankly, taking advantage of a, a Islanders team at the tail end of a brutal month-long stretch on the road. Excited to get back home to play their first game in their brand-new home building on the weekend. Uh, and Florida was just a, a prime bet on versus bet against spot, and it worked out well. Uh, now they'll take on this uh, New Jersey Devils team that uh, won three in a row and has lost two in a row since then against Boston and the Rangers uh, over the weekend. They've certainly got some rest advantages here, three days off since that last game against the uh, Rangers uh, for this Devils team. Uh, but still battling, of course, the uh, absence of Jack Hughes. Uh, no question about that. And now, unfortunately, for the uh, Florida Panthers, you know, with uh, Barkov now, out with the uh, left knee injury. Very unfortunate news there uh, for the Florida Panthers. All that being said, though, even with Barkov out for this team, you know, they finally got off the schneid with the win. And this is actually a little bit of a a game that maybe Florida doesn't take New Jersey lightly because they got embarrassed a little bit by the Devils just a week ago, 7-3. to three. Devils took it to the Panthers for one of those losses the Panthers suffered uh, during that four-game uh, losing streak. So they might have a little payback on their minds. And before... You know, we get too concerned about, obviously, Barkov's a huge loss. He's an amazing two-way player. He's been a force offensively. He's every bit as good away from the puck as well. Does all these little things for you to help you win. But oftentimes, teams rally first game without a key player. You could see that here. And I think Florida, after uh, getting humbled a little bit by the Devils last week, 
will be looking to uh, earn some redemption here back home against this Devils team here. So uh, I'll probably end up for some kind of bet. Won't be a best bet or anything, but I'll end up in some fashion uh, on Florida and regulation here uh, at minus 120. I think even without Barkov, you've still got a Panthers team that uh, can get the job done, step up everybody. You know, you've still got Verhage and Huberto. You've got Bennett. Uh, you've got enough of a Toronto scored the other night. Uh, you've certainly got enough in the uh, holster, at least for one night, to be able to step up collectively without Barkov. And I think the fact that um, they played one of their worst games of the year uh, against the New Jersey Devils last week will fuel them here. As well for Spencer Knight, who's going to get the call in net because he was in net for the uh, Panthers that night against New Jersey. Uh, and it was a rough night for him as well. So uh, I would expect Spencer to be a, a lot better here tonight, as well as the team in front of him. So I'm going to go with Panthers and reg here. Alex, what do you think? New Jersey and Florida. Yeah, this is what I may actually look at the under shockingly enough, because if you look at how Florida has played since giving up those seven goals in New Jersey, they've given up three to Pittsburgh, three to Tampa Bay. And then of course the six one uh, with the Islanders, I could see where this might be, you know, a game where they, you know, emphasize kind of clamping down a bit more defensively, uh, being more responsible on their own end, and, and of course missing Barkov. That's going to take some of their punch away from the offense. So I could definitely see this one being maybe a two-two, three-two kind of game. And with that being said, and it's kind of mentioned in the chat that uh, you know there is some history with these two teams going in the OT. So if Florida, if they don't have their offense rolling right away, then I don't know if I want to play the draw right now, but maybe in game you can kind of. Uh, take a gander the first 10, 15 minutes. If, all, if Florida's offense is not there right away, this could be a, a game where, like I said, you hit the under and look for that draw to possibly cash in as well. Yeah, and there's still a question mark, a little bit uh, uh, foggy in terms of uh, who's going to be in net here for the uh, Devils tonight. Remember, Blackwood concussion protocol after the last game, so we'll have to see if uh, indeed he gets the go-ahead from Lindy Ruff to be uh, in net tonight for the uh, New Jersey Devils. We'll have to wait and see, but you might be looking at uh, Jonathan Bernier here in net. I will say this, even though I like Florida in the game, I mentioned his name a couple of times already. Uh, Dawson Mercer of the Devils, a uh, highly yeah. touted prospect, getting the second-line center role right now with the Devils, getting more opportunities, getting more shots on goal. He scored in two of the last three games. Shots and goal score prop value, I think, on Dawson Mercer right now uh, for the New Jersey Devils. No question about that. Jimmy, what do you think? New Jersey, Florida. Yeah, you know, look, I, I went heavy on a team with the revenge factor the other day there with Edmonton and Winnipeg, and that didn't quite work well. But, of course, uh, that was not as recent as this drubbing that New Jersey gave Florida last week. So it's much more, it's much fresher in their minds. And I, I do believe that will be a factor there. And, and let's face it, Florida is just a better team. Um, yeah, they're missing Barkoff, but I'm with you, Ian. I just think, you know, that's, that's definitely in their minds and it, it probably rubbed them the wrong way for the last week. And now they get a second chance at them so fast. I think they're just going to destroy him. So I got two plays in this. I like the Panthers uh, on the puck line. And then I'm also going to do over three and a half goals for the Panthers. All right, the team total as well for Florida, uh, over three and a half here as well. And the uh, Jimmy Puck line coming out here for Florida uh, in this one, minus one and a half, which is plus 125 uh, in this game. Andrew, Devils, Panthers. Yeah, nicknames are there for a reason. you got to live up to them, so uh, you, you can't waste any time doing that. Uh, the Florida Panthers, for me, I mean, uh, how often are they going to lose four straight games, guys? Not very often uh, this entire year, albeit it was the New York Islanders uh, in a horrible, horrible spot for them. Uh, confidence is confidence, and I don't care who you are. It feels good to beat a team 6-1 or whatever it was, 5 what was it, 6-1. Um, so I like this spot for them. I think it's going to be a, a big game, lots of goals despite the injury like Ian mentioned. So 
I'm not going to overthink it. Uh, I'm going to look towards uh, fading a team that can give up some goals and uh, still has some injury problems. And I will say this, the Devils probably played better than I thought they would uh, the past week and a half as far as just productivity. But uh, in this game in particular, I'm expecting uh, Florida to go on a run. You know, hockey is a game of runs, trying to decide when teams will go on streaks. And I see one in the future here for this Panthers team. All right, we got Pittsburgh and Montreal. Are any of the, if either of these teams capable of going on a streak right now? Both of them slumping uh, at the same time. We've got Pittsburgh minus 140, road favorites, five and a half the total in this game. Pittsburgh's lost five of their last six, a stunning loss at home to Buffalo, two to one, although Tokarski was terrific in that. He really uh, helped to single-handedly steal it for the Sabres. They had 46 shots on goal, uh, Pittsburgh, but only the one goal, and that's 0-2 since they got Crosby, Dumoulin, and a lot of their key players back from that uh, COVID absence for the Penguins. So uh, tough times for them. We know it's been tough times for Montreal uh, all season, and now they've lost three in a row after the home win against uh, Calgary, uh, struggling to score goals, struggling to keep the puck out of their own net. Uh, it's a bunch of uh, issues plaguing Montreal all season, both ends of the ice. They're, uh, the good news for them is it looks like Carey Price is you know skating now. Uh, he's closing in on a return. When an exact date that he comes back, will be uh, is still a question mark, but looks like we're at least getting closer uh, to him being uh, ready to return in net for the uh, Canadians. And to be honest with you, not just his presence on the ice and what he can do in terms of playing in goal and playing well at a high level, it's probably his presence in the dressing room that's been missed uh, a little bit as well. So uh, we'll see how long it takes for uh, him to get back into the lineup. Uh, it looks like here, uh, Jake Allen, by the way, out, uh, for the uh, Montreal Canadiens, it looks like. So it's going to be Sam Montembeau and Caden Primo uh, continuing uh, to uh, share the uh, goaltending spot here for this uh, Montreal team going into this game tonight and moving forward. Uh, looks like right now Primo is going to get the start again tonight for Montreal. I didn't play that badly, honestly, against the uh, Rangers uh, the other night. So we'll see how he fares here. It'll be Jari, of course, in net for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, two struggling teams. But with two struggling teams come two teams that might be a little more aggressive. You know, we got to bust out of this slump here. So I might consider over five and a half in this game, but I certainly want no part of either side at this point in time with uh, Penguins laying a price on the road. No, thank you. And just back in Montreal right now in general, not really something I'm interested in. So I might look over five and a half though. Alex, what do you think? Penguins abs. Yeah, I'm on this first period over here, and that's mainly because Caden Primo is, uh, like I said, the, he's going to be confirmed as a starter for Montreal, and this just seems to be a spot. And I was looking at some of the advanced metrics. Like I said, I don't look at them too often, but I want to take a glance, especially at this point that we're in. We've got enough games, enough data to, to see some significant movement. And uh, the high-danger chances that, that both these teams give up, and, and more so Pittsburgh, you know, uh, getting high, quality high-danger chances for uh, this definitely seems like it'd be a spot here where the first period over should cash in. It's not historically uh, the case with Montreal, especially in the last game they had. There was only one goal uh, with that Rangers game. This definitely feels like it could be a spot where we see two or three goals scored early. So laying a dollar fifteen, I'll go with the first period over. All right, over one and a half minus one fifteen in the first period for Alex Pittsburgh Montreal. Uh, Jimmy Penguins and Habs. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from the over, the side in this, but I am going to do a prop, however, guys. And it's, you know, it's rare that you're going to see Sidney Crosby in the plus category to score a goal. So I like him right now. I'm looking at him at plus 175 to get a goal here. That will be my one play on this game. All right, there you go. A prop uh, recommendation there for Jimmy on this one. Andrew Pittsburgh, Montreal. 
I hate to say it, but uh, yeah, I'm right there with Jimmy on uh, Crosby to score a goal. He hasn't played well since coming back. Uh, everybody was going at him at some of the dirty he plays. He's due. And uh, yep. we and don't like to use that word. He does, he yeah. He's Canadians fan, so he, he tends to rise to the occasion when he plays them, so we'll see. Yeah, I hate to see it, but uh, uh, I mean, at least uh, hometown boy is doing well against them if anyone's going to score against the Habs. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and Jimmy, you, you mentioned it. Like the price isn't great, but sometimes when I see a, go- a guy not score for a few games, um, I don't care what the price is if you're a caliber player like him. Uh, yeah. But I am going to go with the over in this game. And, you know, I ta- I look at Primo and I hate to say it about Montembeau because he has had some decent saves he's made and he's, you know, the defense hasn't helped him out. And we've seen it through all kinds of teams where, I mean, look at Grubauer, you know, you all of a sudden you aren't playing for the avalanche anymore and people are like, Oh, this guy sucks. No, no, no. It's the team that was playing in front of him was good as well. Um, but so I hate to say it, but Primo is definitely upgraded to the number three now. And Montembeau seems to be four. I'm not quite sure, but it's crazy to think to remind everybody out there and, you guys can say I'm making excuses because they're my favorite team, but a lot of people don't realize because everybody loves to hate on the Habs that they've been rolling with their number two, now injured, now number three and fourth string goaltender, which is pretty incredible. Um, you know, you, you don't really see a lot of teams rolling out their fourth string goaltender tonight. Um, but I, I don't think it's going to be really a lack of uh, defense on on both parts, more so just scoring outbursts because Alex mentioned those analytical numbers. And I feel like, um, both teams have actually been playing pretty well and creating chances just a matter of finally starting to pot some of them. So um, I do see some goals starting to get in for both teams. And uh, I like that Crosby prop as well. All right. Good stuff. Uh, Andrew Lycan uh, over the total here as well uh, in this game uh, between the uh, Penguins and Habs. Just got that feel because Pittsburgh could add like four or five goals the other night. And uh, on the 46 shot effort they had against Buffalo that maybe they'll find some of those goals in the back of the net tonight uh, against Montreal and even vice versa. I think Montreal could be able to chip in some goals as well in this one. Tampa Bay, Philadelphia. We got Tampa Bay minus 130 road favorites, five and a half uh, being the total here uh, in this game. Uh, the Flyers doing Flyers things, you know, <laughs> win one, lose one, win one, lose one has been their pattern. Uh, and it continued with the overtime win against Calgary uh, on Tuesday. Uh, they've now spent uh, seven straight games where they've uh, or actually nine straight, eight straight games where they've alternated wins and losses. Win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss is what it's been. So it's supposed to be the night to lose for the Flyers, if you believe in that, uh, against Tampa Bay. Uh, they have won back-to-back games against the Islanders and the Panthers. And actually, for the most part, six and two of their last eight games, they've played better. The only losses were overtime losses to Tampa Bay uh, and Carolina, or sorry, to Toronto, rather, and Carolina. So other than that, you know, the Lightning have played uh, pretty good hockey of late. Uh, I would lean to the Lightning here in this one, uh, minus 130. Don't know if I'll bet it, uh, but uh, because the one thing the Flyers are getting right now is Carter Hart playing some good goaltending at the moment for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. He's certainly played better in recent games. Could be a lower scoring game as well. So I would lean in that direction. I probably will stay off the game, but I'll I'll throw out a couple of leans here, lightning and the under for me. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Tampa Bay, Philly? Yeah, it's going to be mostly a pass. If anything, if I see a goal scored very early, I might want to jump on a live under. Uh, we talk about Carter Hart, how well he plays at home, get ahead of the road. Those splits have still continued. Uh, like I said, he's been playing just better overall as of late. So that would probably be the only thing I would circle, but other than that, it's a pass for me. All right, Jimmy. 
Yeah, you know, this is a tough one for me. I was kind of looking at it like Philly has been doing that every other game, and that's kind of what's scaring me off right now is this would be the loss game. But they are playing better overall, and I, I, I like the way they, they really played a tough Florida Panthers team as well. I'm, I think I'm going to do it. I'm going with them on the money line right here. Uh, I like the Flyers to take down the Lightning. There you go, liking the Flyers here uh, at home. There are four and three at home. Uh, Tampa Bay four and two on the road, so it's not a big discrepancy home versus road for either of these teams. I think we think Tampa Bay's better, but you know Tampa Bay they've slipped up a couple of times. And look, the Flyers that was a gritty win against Calgary, yeah, uh, the other night. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, they definitely, uh, you know, they, they got that was intended. Out. That was yeah, intended. <laughs> I guess it kind of was. Yeah, I knew. I knew what I was getting myself point. into there. I know. You're Ian, you're Ian Pun Cameron. You're allowed to. Pun. Yeah, everybody knows that. Yeah, I'm a pun a minute uh, on average. So uh, that's the way. Uh, that's the way I do roll here on the uh, yeah. ice guys. But uh, I love it. No, I was impressed with their defensive game, and that's a few games now against Carolina. Look, yeah, Philly's dialed in defensively like that. They beat Carolina last. Last week, They're, they can beat anybody on any given night, and that's always the concern. And then they look so bad on certain nights, and they can lose to anybody and get blown out like they did against Calgary, I remember, uh, earlier this year. And they've just had a couple of really ugly games. But when yeah. their defensive game is intact and Carter Hart's sharp, and he was against Calgary, he was against uh, Carolina as well, they can, be, they can beat anybody. And yeah, and you know, those games. I think having Kevin Hayes back too, guys, I mean, not just the fact that he can give you some points, but he's a huge guy in that locker room. And I think they're obviously rallying around him, giving yeah. everything that he's gone through in the last few months. Uh, and you could tell how happy they were for him when he scored that goal. So that's a, that's a big boost for a team that's maybe trying to find their way, has been a bit inconsistent, maybe looking for an identity to get a key veteran like that back helps that as well. And quickly, guys, I want to go back to that uh, Florida game. One thing I forgot to say, because I, I totally forgot that he's moving into the number one center slot for Barkov. Is your man Sam Bennett there? Uh, he would be a great, great prop, I think, even just to put to get a point. So I'm going to throw that as a play as well. Sam Bennett to get a point. Yeah, I'll be on that. I'm, I'm on the goal scorer prop for him again. It's right around plus 300 again, which is where it was the last game. And uh, he's getting, he didn't score the other night against the Islanders. Kind of uh, disappointing. They scored six goals and none of them were by him. But nevertheless, he had some chances again, played a solid game. and. Definitely a situation where He's I think we more can chances uh, see him score a goal plus 300, a good prop there on that Florida game for Sam Bennett, who's uh, clearly found new life since getting traded from Calgary. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? Lightning and Flyers. Yeah, I think he's definitely liked uh, his new home. Uh, I, I like the Tampa Bay Lightning just because I think that uh, they're eight and three on the season, eight, three and three. And it hasn't even been a pretty eight, three and three, which is what I like the most. I mean, they, they are better than what they've shown. And and they still have a phenomenal record. And past couple past week and a half ish, they've really turned it on a little bit. Kind of the same thing I said about um, the Panthers. Tampa Bay beats down um, the Islanders. Bad situational spot for them again. And I just think they keep on rolling. Philadelphia, I cashed a winner on them the other day, and uh, I'm going to take that one and just kind of um, you know be happy with that and, and try and find good spots to look for Philadelphia. And I, you know, the thing is though, I hate betting against Philly at home. You know, Philly is a, is a good team at home. Uh, Kata Hot plays well at home. You know, all these guys are, are better, it seems, the home-away split. Um, but it's a short price for, for Tampa Bay, so that's why I'm, I'm leaning that way. 
All right. Is that got... offensive doing that uh doing that accent, Jimmy, or what? <laughs> no, not at all, man. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's not it's not your accent. I just I just know you know the league, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I don't take that as an insult at all when people do that. <laughs> what what's nope. the what's the what's the announcer's name for uh uh Boston that everybody does his uh, impression? Jack yeah, everybody yeah. all I always see on like social media and TikTok and stuff, people are always trying to recreate the way he sounds. He's yeah, he's I don't know. No comment. Are you, are you talking about Jack? Or are you talking about the guy? The guy with the accent is Andy Brickley. You're thinking Andy Brickley, yeah. He's got the accent. That's right, because he's Boy, a Melrose mask guy. Power play. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jack Edwards is from New Hampshire, but yeah, yeah. Okay. Brickley's more yeah. of a Boston guy. Yeah, you're thinking of Brickley. Brickley's been there for a very long Brick time. Brick is great. I think he gives great insight. I think he does yeah. a good job. I love when they get a power uh penalty though, that he thinks isn't a penalty. <laughs> the reaction yeah, yeah. is whole it's priceless. They're definite homers for sure. <laughs> That they are. Uh, there's no doubt. But uh, there's a lot of announcer duos, whether it's television or radio, you could say that about them. Yeah. Uh, that they're uh, they're favoring the home team just a little bit. Calgary Buffalo next up. Calgary minus 180. Uh, road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, the Calgary Flames looking to regroup 2-1 loss to uh, the Flyers. They've actually dropped three of four on this road trip uh, in the East. Montreal, Toronto, Philly. The only game they won was that uh, 4-0 shutout against the ravaged Ottawa Senators, who, of course, have been shut down for the next few days because of their uh, COVID-19 outbreak with the team. Uh, Buffalo with a 2-1 win against Pittsburgh. We mentioned Dustin Tokarski was magnificent in that game. He played the uh, main starring role in why the Buffalo Sabres were able to win that night. Uh, Jacob Markstrom in net for Calgary. We'll have to see who's in net. Um, you would think they go back to Tokarski. He's actually been good. And remember, he was in net when they beat Edmonton last Friday night as well. Uh, so you would think they go back to him here, but I'm not so sure that's going to be the case because it hasn't been confirmed yet. And we're seeing Craig Anderson in some sites being uh, the expected or projected goalie right now. So hold off on that until I know who that is. I'm probably going to end up staying off the game. Uh, I don't know if I want to lay minus 180 with Calgary anyway. They've kind of uh, remember they started off on the season playing such great hockey uh, on the road. And we're not exactly seeing that as much from the Flames the last few games. So it's probably going to be a game I stay off. But again, keep an eye on who's in net for Buffalo. Alex, Flame Sabres. Yeah, this might be, like I said, you want to see who, you know what's going to happen in net with Buffalo because it could be an under game. But uh, like I said, if it's not Tokarski, then I, I would be kind of cautious of that. Even trying to take uh, the, the regulation with Car- with uh, Calgary, sorry, would be a minus a dollar fifteen. Don't really feel comfortable laying that either in a game that could possibly easily be a, a overtime kind of game. So this is one I wanted to stay away from. Maybe check in on it, and see what's going on, and maybe look for something live. But it's going to be mostly a pass for me. All right, maybe a, a pass here for uh, Alex in this one. By the way, there's something I want to mention here for the uh, Buffalo Sabers. Kyle Poso is starting to find some life again offensively. Goal in the last game, two assists the game before that. Uh, he's down the board a little bit in terms of the goal score props, but you can get pretty good value with him tonight uh, to score a goal uh, in this game for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. So I, I wouldn't mind putting a couple of bucks on that. Kyle Poso is definitely uh, a guy that's been around the block, but has found uh, a little bit of offensive life lately. And again, plus 450 in some spots. So not bad there. Uh, good value uh, prop maybe here on the Buffalo side tonight. Uh, Jimmy, Flame Sabres. 
I mean, you know, from first glance, I looked at this game earlier, and I'm thinking, hey, you know what? This is a this is a great spot for the the Calgary Flames. They're coming off a loss. They haven't, like you said, they really haven't found their groove on this trip. They've been a little off after such a great start, and now they get a chance to just beat the living hell out of a, a really crummy team in the Buffalo Sabers, who are now starting to show that they are still the Buffalo Sabers. However, there's been times when we've thought this before, where a good team comes in, and Buffalo's just. Like it or not, they are a different team at home sometimes. And uh, I'm going to, for that reason, I'm going to stay away from this. But I do like the over in this. I, I like some goals to be scored in this. I, I, I see kind of a sloppy matchup. Maybe Calgary tries to commit too much. The defensemen pinch a little too much here and there. Goes back the other way because they're, they're desperate to score. They're desperate to turn things around. And that can lead to mistakes sometimes. And, of course, we know Buffalo is going to make mistakes as well. So give me the over in this, guys. And, um, I, you know, Calgary's an interesting team, guys, to watch because I, as I, we're talking about it right now, I'm thinking, man, it seems so recent that, that we, we're looking at, like, this is a bet on team now. I don't know what they are, though, now. I mean, it just shows you how fast things can change, especially, it seems, this season uh, in terms of where a team is going. Yeah, there's no doubt. And uh, Alex in our chat just mentioned it, and it's uh, just to, to get a point. We're talking about not even scoring a goal here, which is plus 450 for uh, Kyle Ocposo, but uh, to register a point, plus 140, you know, very good price, plus 145 even in some spots. So uh, make sure uh, you shop around because, again, he's got points in back-to-back games for the uh, Sabres here. Uh, Andrew will rejoin us in just a second. He's uh, uh, away for just a, a moment or two, but we'll get back to him and we'll get his thoughts when he returns on this game. We'll move on to a San-, San Jose, St. Louis. St. Louis minus 145, home favorite, six the total, shaded to the under. You got San Jose off a 4-1 to victory over the Minnesota Wild uh, the other night. Very, very impressive uh, performance by the Sharks uh, in that game against Minnesota. Kind of surprising, but uh, look, they have been a, a competitive team uh, this year. We'll give them credit for that. Better than expected, 8-7 and seven above 500. The Blues kind of slumping. Four straight losses for them. Nashville, Carolina, Edmonton, and then the... Uh, Lowest of the low, I guess you could say, was the last game against Arizona. Three to two loss to the uh, Coyotes. And uh, whenever you end up on the uh, losing side of the ledger uh, against the Arizona Coyotes, that's not something you want on your bingo card, so to speak. Uh, And that's what the Blues had in that last game. So you got to think that's a bit of a wake-up call. Craig Berube kind of cracking the whip as well after that performance against uh, Arizona. Uh, we'll see if uh, they bounce back here tonight against the uh, San Jose Sharks. It's Billy Huso and Net for St. Louis. That's the one thing that's concerning me here about backing the Blues, not to mention they're minus 140 here, but he was great in his one start against the LA Kings, a, a shutout, and, and 34 saves he made uh, in that game. But we also have to remember that, you know, it's only a one-game sample size, and last year he was pretty rough. Uh, for the uh, St. Louis Blues and Nets. So I need more than just a game to be convinced Billy Huso's a goalie that I want to put my money on right now uh, at this point in time. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, the, the Sharks have been a pretty good offensive team on the road this year. So I'm definitely leaning over the total here in this game. Five and a half, six. There was there are a couple five and a halves, including DraftKings. Not just saying DraftKings because they're uh, partnered with us here at THPN and the Ice Guys, but they are one of the few books that have a five and a half with this total between San Jose and St. Louis. And I would absolutely look in that direction uh, over five and a half year Sharks and Blues. Uh, by the way, uh, each of the last two meetings, four of the last six meetings have gone over the total between the Sharks and the Blues. And earlier this season in San Jose, they played a 5-3 game 
that the St. Louis Blues were able to win. So uh, I'm not going to get involved in the side. I just don't feel com- I lean Blues, but I just don't feel comfortable laying a buck forty with them with Huso and Net. But I am going to go with over five and a half minus one twenty. You can find that at DraftKings. If you can only get a six, I still endorse it. Alex, what do you think? Sharks Blues. Yeah, I was able to grab five and a half last night uh, offshore, but like I said, I'd even like it at six with even money, and that's what you can find pretty much mostly everywhere. Obviously, you can get five and a half at DraftKings, grab that too, but these two teams just seem, seem to tend to trend over when playing against one another. And like I said, now at Billy Houston and that, okay, yeah, he had one start. It was a shutout. That's not going to be uh, the, the case for him most of the times when he gets a start. He's going to let in a few goals and you know, one of the worst beats of the year, honestly, in, in the NHL had to be the last uh, Sharks game. That 4-1 game against Minnesota, they played their hearts out, but they could have got a fifth goal, which would have given us the over in the five and a half for those of us who had it. Uh, a couple empty net chances that they missed, which has been the story for the last three or three years, it seems like, with a, a lot of teams. So uh, I don't think we're going to need the empty net here. I think we're going to get plenty of goals uh, against goaltenders. So over six, I'm going to uh, join that officially. All right, there you go. Over six here, San Jose and St. Louis. Jimmy, what do you think here, Sharks and Blues? Well, you know what? I'm going to go with that over as well, and I'm also going to jump on this Sharks uh, wagon here, man. You know, like the Blues are not playing good hockey right now. There's there's Something's happened since their hot start to them, uh, kind of like what we're seeing with Calgary, I guess. Uh, so give me the San Jose Sharks to pull the upset on the road. You know what they miss is Braden. Braden Shen's the key guy that's still out, and he's just a do-it-all guy. Locker really room, is. two-way player, offensively, he's good defensively, he sticks up for his teammates, he's physical, he'll drop the gloves every now and then. It's just the uh, uh, Swiss Army knife for the St. Louis Blues team. Does a little bit of everything, and uh, it's not a coincidence in my mind that the, the skid and the losing streak kind of started for St. Louis once he uh, got injured. So uh, they definitely missed him. He's out again tonight, and uh, we'll see if pride takes over for the Blues because your pride's wounded a little bit when you're losing at home to Arizona. Nobody's going to say it publicly, not Berube, not any of the players, but when you're losing at home to one of the worst teams, the worst team in the NHL, you're obviously probably should be ready to play the next time out, and I would expect that from uh, the Blues tonight. But again, to Jimmy's point, they are struggling a little bit going into this game. Uh, Dallas and Minnesota. We've got Minnesota minus 130 to minus 140 home favorites, five and a half the total in this one. Kind of like Chicago where I'm riding the Blackhawks since the coaching change. Do we ride the Dallas Stars after they had that little players only meeting and Rick Bonus is telling everybody to calm down. We're all right because man, back to back five, two victories for the Dallas Stars since that happened, beating Detroit, beating Philadelphia, so they've been much better. And here's a weird stat. They've gone over the total in six straight. And you don't think yeah. of the Stars as an over team. <laughs> but yeah, they continue to go over the total. Now, some games, it's because they've given up goals. The last two, it's because they've gotten their offense going. And why have they gotten their offense going? Well, it's simple. All of a sudden, you know, some of the big guns that you count on to score are scoring. Like Tyler Sagan. Like Jamie Benn. Like Rupe Hints. Like Jason Robertson, who we expect a lot from offensively for this Dallas team based on the way he played last year. Uh, and he scored two goals in the win against Detroit the other night. So th- this uh, Dallas team is finally finding the back of the net. I would like to think Minnesota has a bounce back offensively in them. They certainly had their chances and opportunities. Just puck wouldn't go in for them 
for in that four one loss against uh, San Jose uh, the other night. Uh, I'm willing to think the offense will come back for them here uh, in this game tonight against the uh, Dallas Stars. And surprisingly, after Ottinger played pretty well against Detroit, at least I'm a little bit surprised that they're going with Anton Hudobin uh, in net tonight for the Dallas Stars. And it's worth mentioning. Alex said it the other day when we talked Minnesota-San Jose. Cam Talbot's not been as sharp lately uh, for the Minnesota Wild. Definitely something to factor in. He hasn't been necessarily seeing the puck as well the last couple games. So you kind of know where I'm heading here. That was the first Minnesota game at home to stay under the total uh, with that San Jose-Minnesota. And it did barely. It was a brutal beat. Everyone in the chat's talking about it. Yes, it was. Very rough beat. Uh, if you had that San Jose, Minnesota over the other night, but that's not going to, uh, you know, dispel me from uh, going back to the well with it tonight. So stars wild over five and a half at even money for me uh, in this game tonight. Uh, all right, next, uh, uh, Alex, go ahead with this one, uh, Dallas and uh, Minnesota. So, yeah, so I'm on the over as well. He said, we talked about the, how brutal the beat was and the fact that Dallas is now a trending over <laughs> team. Uh, we have to look at that. We're getting plus 104, plus 105. That, you're not going to get that hardly ever with the Wild. But uh, obviously you've seen that because of, of Dallas's tendencies to normally be a, an under team. And this is, make no mistake, this game's always big for Minnesota because of the fact that, uh, you know, and, and God, it's 20 years later, but it still rings true to anybody who's a wild fan. They still hate seeing the, the stars team and, and those stars jerseys coming in the, into their building, be it fans or, or the team themselves. And so the wild fans get amped up for this game and then the players kind of pick up. We've seen some some really kind of weird games up and down, even though that's never really the tendency for Dallas. They still tend to play up and down games whenever they play Minnesota. So. Uh, with them already kind of having some good momentum on their side. You know how good Minnesota is at home. I like the over. I'm also on the draw here at plus 330, at plus 325. This feels like it's going to be one of those games. I, I've said to Ian when we were on, before we were on the show, I said, the Wild are going to have the lead. They're going to blow the lead. They're going to win this game in overtime. We've seen the Wild do this often throughout the year, against uh, throughout the years, against teams that they're really better than, and especially at home. With the how Dallas is playing, they can get three goals. We know the Wild can get three goals, and like I said, it you know settle in overtime. So I'm not going to take a side here. I'm going to wait for that, uh, you know, two nothing, two one Wild lead, and then I'm going to you know grab Dallas to score next goal, and then maybe grab uh you know the Wild adjusted money line live. Like I'm, I actually have this kind of typed out on my phone and ready to to kind of strike with. So I, I like the game four three Wild in overtime, which means I like the over and I like the draw. All right, there you go. A little over and a little draw here at a nice uh, plus price in this one, Dallas uh, and uh, Minnesota. Yeah, the, uh, Pavelski, certainly a great game for him last time out. Point streak now, seven games for him uh, going into this one. So, yeah, anyone looking at you, we, we talked about this with Troy Terry. We've talked about this with a bunch of different players this year when they're on the point streaks and you can get good prices with them. Only minus 115 for Pavelski to get a point tonight for a guy that's had a point in seven straight. Why not bet that? You know, he clearly it's a guy that's uh, got it going offensively at this time for the Stars. Jimmy, Dallas, Minnesota. Yeah, I'm going to ride that over as well. And, you know, Alex broke it down really good, so I'll just go based on that analysis. I I, I agree with everything he said there. Uh, I see a lot of goals in this game. And a great stat courtesy of Chris Otto, who does a terrific job tracking first period, second period, third period totals. Yes or no goal in the first 10 minutes of the game. All of that. Uh, Chris keeps track of it. He mentions in the chat, for those of you interested, maybe a second period over bet 
in this Dallas-Minnesota game. Seven straight second period overs cashing for Dallas and Minnesota 13-2 and two this nice. year. You, second Chris. period overs. So you're talking about a combined 20-2 and two angle in your favor there with second period over tonight in this game between Dallas and Minnesota. So definitely keep that in mind. I believe we have Andrew. We lost him. We at least lost his video. Uh, it looks like for those of you watching on YouTube, I think he's here. Uh, Andrew, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you guys. Sorry about that. There we go. Okay, we're all good. All right, Dallas, Minnesota. What do you like here? Uh, Dallas, Minnesota. I am a little bit on Minnesota, but I do like the over in this game. Six straight overs for Dallas, like you mentioned, Ian. It's kind of shocking to even hear. Um, but what's nice about it is that it's been a mix of both them giving up goals in some games, but also them also them finding their scoring touch as well. Uh, but the one I really like the over a lot more is the Saint San Jose and St. Louis over. Really like that one. Um, I'm a huge fan of coaches' quotes and players' quotes, but I find some people read into them far too much. But uh, if you lose to Arizona, you never want to lose to them. I mean, it's a, the laughing stock of the league. And the next game is all about how you respond to that. And I expect them to respond with some goals, lots of talent out there for them. And San Jose, uh, a team that, you know, fully healthy, should be pretty good. And uh, they were pretty good until they had some issues. And even when they had issues, they were kind of uh, fighting through them. So two games, I like some goals in there. And Calgary-Buffalo is a pass for me. All right, there we go. Uh, So liking the overs in the uh, St. Louis and the uh, Minnesota game tonight, Andrew. Uh, liking the over in both of those. Uh, All right, before we continue on uh, breaking down the uh, Thursday card, We'll pause to mention, of course, our great partners here at the Hockey Podcast Network and the Ice Guys. DraftKings, uh, official sports betting partner of the NHL. Uh, New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets. If either team scores a goal, doesn't matter if it's a one-timer, deflection, breakaway, two-on-one, doesn't matter. However they light the lamp, you win. If DraftKings Sportsbook is not available, in your state yet. Don't worry, you can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. One puck in the net nets you a big win this week with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right, next up, Columbus and Arizona. Columbus minus 155 to minus 160 road favorites, five and a half the total, shaded to the under uh, in this game. Uh, Arizona off a rare win, and the one thing Arizona's not done this year is win two straight, and I'm not sure that's going to happen here. However, there's one little interesting situational element and caveat that is keeping me uh, off this Columbus side tonight. One of the worst losses of the year for Arizona. The one thing about Arizona, they've been competitive in some games. They've, you know, they lost 3 1, 3 0, 2 1, 2 0, you know, 4 1, 2 to 1. You know, it's th- uh, they've been in competitive in some games, but the one game they weren't was the very first game of the year they played uh, against Columbus, losing 8 to 2. They got absolutely drilled uh, in that game. 
So you got to think for as bad as they are, there's a little incentive deep down inside saying, we, we want to beat these guys tonight. They kind of humiliated us the first game of the year. Now, are they good enough, Arizona, to withstand prosperity and, and win two straight? We have not seen evidence of that. Remember, they beat Seattle for their first win, and they fell flat the very next game against Minnesota. And not only did they lose 5-2, they didn't play well at all in that game. So that's the problem. When you're a bad team and you win one, you almost take it like you've won a Super Bowl or you've won a Stanley Cup. And I'm not sure you're going to get that same kind of performance here from Arizona tonight. So definitely the lean is Columbus, preferably in regulation, but I'm going to pass on this one uh, altogether. Alex, what do you think? Jackets, Coyotes. It's a phrase I like to use often. A broken clock is right twice a day, and sometimes a blind squirrel finds a nut. And that's exactly what happened with Arizona, getting that win over St. Louis. They're not going to get two in a row here. I grabbed uh, Columbus puck line yesterday because it was available thinking that that number was going to drop from 160 to probably like 120. I'm thinking the money line is going to skyrocket past minus $1.60. That didn't happen. So now we actually have where you can get the regulation at even money or even a, a, a one spot plus $1.05. So uh, I would recommend that even more. But I'm on the puck line. I think they'll be able to cover that one, one and a half for sure. I also like the first period over. I got that at even money at one and a half. Uh, like you said, even though, you know, there's a bit of revenge on the minds of Arizona, you know, the situation was obviously huge for Columbus opening night. And obviously, you know, that was the ceremony, uh, from Lennox and every, and everything. They just jumped out guns blazing and, and never looked back. But, uh, I just think this is a good spot for, for Columbus to just get a, a big win here. So I like them first period over. I like them regulation and I like them puck lines. There you go. Loving Columbus here. And uh, Scott Wedgwood earning a second straight start after that very good showing in the win against St. Louis. Now, kind of like the team, though. Wedgwood's been like this over the years. One good start and then not so good the next time out. So he's basically fallen into that same pattern as this Arizona team. So we'll see if he can uh, uh, duplicate uh, the solid performance in net the other night, leading the Coyotes to that win against the Blues. Uh, what do you think here, Jimmy? Jackets and Coyotes. Jimmy Pass. Jimmy Pass. Uh, Andrew, Blue Jackets, Coyotes. Pretty much for me on the season, it's been either fade the Coyotes or bet the under if I'm involved in a Coyotes game. And the under is where I'm looking in this game. I, I do think, just like Alex, I mean, in general here, guys, it's hard not to every game go against the Coyotes, but off a win, sign me up to fade them just like Alex is. I love the enthusiasm there from Alex, and I think it's a good uh, opportunity, especially with that uh, great price on the reg line. Like he said, I mean, uh, it's a good number, and I, I do endorse that as well, but I look towards an under in this one. Um, and I do think that the Coyotes against the team of Columbus will remember what happened, but also will just keep it keep it tight um, and try and, you know, keep that maintaining that dump and chase mentality they've been having. Clearly, they don't have the talent to be a uh, carry the puck in type of team. I, I don't think that's a shocker to anybody. Um, but they want to, you know, keep the puck out of their own end as much as they can. And uh, that's going to be something that will help them do that. So under for me is the play. Not quite sure if I'll get to the window on it just yet. Uh, but that's where I'm looking here. Yeah, there's no doubt. Revenge uh, angles are, we, we we do overvalue them. Sometimes they're legit. Like when it's a good, I find when it's a good team in revenge, that's when it's good. Like Florida tonight, I kind of think they'll take care of New Jersey, but that's a good team. You're right. Colorado, Vancouver, Colorado ambushed Vancouver seven to one uh, in Denver last week. And it was supposed to be revenge night for Vancouver last night. What happened? Vancouver lost again four two 
to Colorado. So again, it's, it seems that the revenge motive is better for the better team, you know, the superior team. Uh, and that's why I find that like, I find if you're, if you're backing the inferior team looking for revenge, a lot of times they're just going to lose again because they're not good and they don't match up well uh, against that particular team. So it's a good point by DX Filer for sure uh, in our chat mentioning that. All right, next up, we've got Winnipeg and Edmonton. Speaking of revenge games, here's a double revenge. It seems revenge is on our brain today here. Double revenge now for Edmonton because the playoff loss, which we thought they'd have a good game the other night against Winnipeg, they didn't. And now they lose that game. And now they're back home to face the Jets once again. Uh, Edmonton minus 150 home favorites, uh, six, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Edmonton has not dropped two in a row yet this year. And one of the things that I've been betting lately is Edmonton off a loss. And it's gone well. I took um, Boston, or sorry, I took Edmonton against Boston after they lost to Detroit uh, the night before. Uh, they were a couple nights before that. They won that game 5-3. I took them against St. Louis. On Sunday, after they lost to Buffalo, they bounced back and they won that game. So they've been very good uh, off a defeat this year. Winnipeg playing great hockey, though. Not easy to go against the Jets. Uh, They've won three in a row all at home, including the win against Edmonton uh, the other night. Uh, Now they'll go on the road, see if they can keep their winning ways going. But there is a concern for Winnipeg. Seven and two at home. They've been brilliant at MTS Center, but only two and four uh, on the road this year. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets. So a little bit of a different story for them away from home. Uh, Edmonton's got this strong six and one home record. I laid the buck 40 with Edmonton here uh, in this game. Hopefully this is the night wisely. I, I, I went to the over uh, the other night. It got there. I would lean over the total again. It's just for Edmonton with these games that are lined at six, it's difficult to bet them under because either they're scoring four or five goals or their opponent is scoring five goals. And you look at the Oilers for the season coming into this game in terms of totals. Uh, they are, uh, let me just see here, 10 and five to the over, six and one at home over the total in seven home games this year. Uh, so keep that in mind. So definitely been uh, a bounce back kind of team and uh, definitely with Skinner uh, in net for the Edmonton Oilers. Another reason I think to like uh, the possibility for goals Uh, in this game. And even with him in net, I'm still going to go with Edmonton. Normally that would scare me off. You know, Skinner is definitely not playing as well, probably as Koskinen. He hasn't been brutal, but he hasn't been great in his first couple starts, but more than anything, this is just look Edmonton's responded after losing their last game every single time this season. And they've been great at home. I'd expect them to be that way again here. So uh, I'm going to go with minus 140, minus 145. It's, it's in that range at a lot of books. It's right below my cutoff of minus 150. I don't lay more than that. So I'm going to go minus 140, minus 145 with Edmonton and definitely going to go with over the total of six as well. Oilers hosting the Jets. Alex, what do you think here? Winnipeg, Edmonton. <laughs> Yeah, so I went and once I found that Stuart Skinner in that for Edmonton, and I agree with you. I think Edmonton's going to bounce back and play well offensively, but I'm, there's no way I can trust Stuart Skinner to, to lay a price. So what I'm doing is I'm laying, I'm playing a half a unit on the first period over. I got minus a dollar thirty-five. It's been right on that thirty-five forty cusp, and then I'm gonna probably more than likely lay another half unit in game with an adjusted price. Uh, I, I laid the half unit for the minus 135 in case there's a really quick goal. We saw one with two minutes in in, uh, in the first uh, in this in their last meeting, and then nothing else happened after that. So, uh, so kind of protecting myself a little bit from 
uh, a very quick goal early, but I think we're going to see some goals uh, here early and often. Like you said, we saw 5-2 uh, in, in the last meeting, and we just didn't see enough in the first 20 minutes of play to cast the first period over. But full game over makes sense to me. And uh, if Skinner can just be, you know, at least halfway decent in that, maybe, uh, like I said, Edmonton can bounce back and get the win, but I just don't trust it. So I'm just going to stay with the first period over. By the way, Pierre-Luc Dubois is minus 110 at DraftKings to score a point. I mean, he's got a point in three straight games, and two, he had points in one of those games. So that looks like a steal. I like the goal scorer prop again on him. And when you're talking about Edmonton and a game where they lost, of course, 5-2 to the Jets uh, a couple of nights ago, uh, and in that game, yes, Dreisaitl scored, but it was quiet night for uh, everybody else. So, you know, back home, uh, you'd expect a little more offensive success from them. So this could be a night where you look at maybe Connor. Uh, to get going a little bit in the game like this. Zach Hyman as well. Uh, he was pretty quiet in the game against uh, Winnipeg uh, the other night, uh, but he still had three shots on goal. Uh, Hyman, McDavid, obviously Dreisaitl. You know, we, we don't want to keep him out of the mix, but usually when McDavid's quiet one game, especially when it's a loss, he's not quiet the next game. So, yeah, Dubois for Winnipeg, uh, you know, McDavid, Hyman, even Pooley Yarvey for a little ad- extra value because he seems to have chances most nights. You could go with some of those guys for points and player and goal scorer props tonight uh, in this Edmonton Winnipeg game. Jimmy, how do you feel here? Uh, Jets and Oilers. Yeah, I'm like you guys. I see a lot of goals in this. Uh, I, I, if I was going to do the side, I would lean towards Edmonton getting a little payback in this, but I'm going to stick with the over under and take that over overall. All right, good stuff. Andrew, uh, Winnipeg, Edmonton. <laughs> Yeah, I like lots of overs tonight. So hopefully we start. We see a lot of goals. So maybe look at that grand salami over tonight because uh, it seems like I like a lot of overs. But uh, yeah, looking at um, the last time these two teams met, and you know, still seeing a six, it's pretty shady towards the over. I thought we might see some six and a half start popping up. I haven't seen as many as I thought I would. Um, but yeah, I, I think power plays are huge, and and both these two teams have the ability to cash in. We've seen what Edmonton can do, and you know, when teams play each other really closely. Um, you know, in, in in the time between games, it usually means there's some chippiness and some aggressiveness and some stick checking, which can lead to some power plays. So I'm hoping we get lots of PPs tonight and uh, move us over six goals. All right. Next up, we got Carolina and Anaheim. We've got uh, Carolina minus 160 uh, road favorites, five and a half the total in this one. How about this? Carolina laying a buck 60 on the road against a team at home that's won eight straight games. So just uh, no respect at all. The Rodney Dangerfield card uh, being played by the Anaheim Ducks right now. Uh, another win for them against Washington, 3-2 uh, in overtime the other night. Uh, I don't really have a lot on this game uh, at the moment. Uh, when you look at Anaheim, uh, they've certainly offensively been solid the last uh, few games. Uh, finding the back of the net, they've scored three goals or more, this Ducks team. You go back and look, my goodness, they've scored three goals or more, the Anaheim Ducks, in 10 straight games. So they are consistently getting to three goals. I got to believe if they score three, which has been 10 straight games now, Carolina's got a good chance probably to get to three. I like over five and a half here, and I'm going to go with Trevor Zegras again for Anaheim. This is a talented young player. He's got immense skill, a rocket of a shot, terrific release, and he is using it to uh, good good force right now for the uh, Ducks. He scored now in back-to-back games. Terrific uh, performance from him the other night against Washington. He's feeling it. He's the one, uh, Troy Terry was the hot hand for the longest time, and he's starting to cool off a bit. Trevor Zegras now is the one starting to really rev it up for the Ducks. So we're going to get in on Zegras again to score a goal tonight. 
uh, in this game for sure for the Anaheim Ducks. And I like the over. Alex, what do you think? Carolina Anaheim. This is a pass for me. I want to watch this one. Obviously, it's going to be a fun game. You got a team in Carolina that's won 12 of the last 14 against Anaheim team that just keeps defying logic and started winning eight straight games now. Uh, I thought for sure this streak was going to come to an end when they played Washington, but they were able to grit out and get the that win in OT. And I'm actually hoping to see them extend this streak one more game because I want to fade them when they go to Nashville. They're going to have a couple of days off. They're going to be partying, possibly, you know, maybe enjoying their, their time out there and uh, in the Music City. And then that might be where they get the, that, that loss uh, after having nine straight. So that's what I'm kind of hoping to see, uh, that they have a big win and then they can kind of just relax and then we got some, uh, you know, a good spot to fade them. So other than that, it's a pass. All right. It's a pass for uh, Alex in this one. And by the way, here's a funny stat. You think of how good Carolina has been the last few years. Anaheim seven and two in the last nine meetings against Carolina. So the ducks have actually played this team very well. Jimmy, what do you think? Carolina Anaheim. Quack, quack, quack. Give me the ducks to pull the underdog upset here in Anaheim. There we go. Liking uh, Anaheim. Uh, look, eight in a row, and you're getting this kind of home dog price. It's, I, I don't blame anybody. I can certainly see why certain people would be interested. Now, I think at some point Anaheim's going to regress a little bit. They're not going to keep this up indefinitely. But right now, they're feeling it. And when a team's playing with confidence, they've got most of their younger players are stepping up, uh, finding the back of the net, making a difference offensively. It's tough to go against a team when the confidence is there. And right now, it is for Anaheim, but this is going to be a totally different challenge entirely playing one of the best uh, teams in the NHL here, the Carolina Hurricanes. Andrew, what's your thoughts here? A good one here, Canes and Ducks. It's a good one, but I'll tell you, I'm sticking to just one thing and one thing only. Troy Terry to get a point, minus 125, 15 straight games. He's gotten a point, whether it's a goal or assist, and the markets aren't adjusting, so I'll keep on going with it. All right. I don't blame. I wouldn't talk anyone out of Troy Terry to score a goal or to get a point. You know, the the, the point streak rolls on for him. What is it? 15 games now. Uh, absolutely outstanding. So uh, I wouldn't talk anyone out of that. And I know at DraftKings, uh, that uh, prop here on uh, Terry uh, to score a point tonight. Let me just see here. We've got it. Uh, we'll, we'll find it in a sec. I got but, minus uh, 125. Yeah, I would think it'll be in that range. I, I agree. It'll probably be something along those lines uh, when it's all said and done. Uh, but right around where it's been for a long time. So, again, it's a guy that's on a r- remarkable double-digit points scoring streak right now uh, for Anaheim. All right, final game, Detroit and Vegas. We've got Vegas, minus 160, home favorites, 5.5 being the total uh, in this game. Uh, definitely it feels like a bounce-back spot for Vegas uh, against a Red Wings team that, you know, is not never a pushover uh, for anybody, but they have lost three of their last four uh, back-to-back losses to Columbus and Dallas uh, on the road uh, for this uh, Red Wings team. And now they're facing the Golden Knights after losing 4-2 uh, to Carolina the other night. Still a lot of injuries, though, for this uh, Vegas Golden Knights squad. I know they got Mark Stone back, but Pacioretty, White Cloud, Patrick Carlson still out. Will Carrier's out. Jonathan Marcheseau's out. Shea Theodore's questionable with an upper body injury tonight. Evgeny Dadanov or Evgeny Dodonov, I should say, uh, questionable after he left the last game uh, with a facial uh, injury. Uh, Alec Martinez also out with the same type of injury. So there are a lot of ailing, walking, wounded bodies right now for this Golden Knights team. So it's kind of a conflict here. With all the injuries, maybe Detroit can hang around, steal it. But on the flip side, we've seen Vegas dig down before with the injuries, find ways to win. 
and off the loss here against Carolina. I expect them to play well and uh, looking to bounce back with a uh, certainly some urgency here tonight. So it's a pass for me uh, at this price. I mean, I'm, I'd be interested in Vegas at a cheaper price, but not at minus 160 with all the injuries. Alex, what do you think here? Red Wings, Golden Knights. Yeah, it would just be a lean toward uh, Detroit here. I could see them, like I said, I mean, this Vegas has played so well with dealing with all these issues and injuries, but how much more can they possibly take right now? So I, I, it would just be a slight lean with Detroit. Uh, this is other games I like on the board, so it's more like going to be a pass. All right, leaning toward uh, a, pa- or a pass here for uh, Alex, but leaning toward Detroit here uh, in this game. Uh, you might see the over here because the one thing about the Vegas is they've trended that way. And with so many changes, so many people out in the lineup, when there's new faces, there's new blue liners, new forwards, sometimes the communication and your assignments defensively are mm-hmm. not fluid. They're not, you know, everybody's, you're supposed to cover that guy. No, I was, I had him. No, you were supposed to have him. You get those kind of, you know, breakdowns and those kind of issues sometimes defensively when there's just a ton of new players inserted into your lineup due to injuries. And that could be the case here for Vegas. So I know Melissa loves the over. I think she's talking about this Detroit Vegas game. So I wouldn't talk anyone out of maybe looking over the total here in this one either. Uh, What do you think here, Jimmy Detroit Vegas Vegas, baby Vegas. Show me the money. I like Vegas in this uh, with the Jimmy puck line, actually a good bounce back for them tonight. All right, Vegas puck line minus one and a half, uh, which is plus 145 uh, with the uh, Golden Knights for Jimmy uh, with his uh, recommendation in this game. Uh, And Andrew was with us. I don't know what happened, but he uh, uh, in and out with uh, technical issues. But we'll see if we can get him back before we wrap up the show with best bets. But uh, those of you watching on YouTube, I don't say this enough, but I should hit the like button, please. It helps us out. We appreciate it. Uh, If you enjoy the content, uh, make sure you hit the like button if you're watching us on YouTube. Uh, We're here for you seven days a week. No other NHL betting show or podcast is there for you from a betting perspective like we are here on the ice, guys. So uh, make sure you hit the like button if you're watching uh, on YouTube. Uh, We definitely appreciate that. That's the Thursday card, all 11 games. Uh, Should be a great night of hockey. Uh, Looking forward to it and seeing it all unfold. Uh, We'll wrap up the show now with best bets, as we always do. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? We'll go out to the desert with uh, Columbus. Regulation plus 100. I mean, you you can't ask for a better price, Uh, and it's going to be rare to find a regulation price (laughs) plus money against the Coyotes, uh, especially off of uh, of a win. They just seem like they're going to be an auto-fade team. They're only going to get about 20 wins this year anyway. So let's go with the Blue Jackets and regulation, and even money is my best bet. All right, Columbus in regulation, plus 100 uh, against Arizona. Best bet for Alex P. Smith. Uh, Jimmy, what do you got for best bet? I was debating. I was going on this, but you know what? I think I've settled on, guys. I'm going to go with the over in the Oilers-Jets. All right, Winnipeg-Edmonton. Over six, minus 120. Uh, best bet here for uh, Jimmy Murphy in this one. Uh, my best bet, I'm going to go with Dallas and Minnesota uh, over five and a half here in this one. Great and price. That's, it's that's just what I was going money. back and forth with. Yeah, minus yeah. 105 even in some spots. And look, don't look now, but uh, flying way under the radar, although I guess you should say it's flying way over the radar. Dallas has gone over the total uh, in six straight games. Their offense is starting to rev up. Look, Hints, Pavelski, Sagan, Ben. These are all the guys that need to be the catalysts for Dallas offensively, and they're playing better the last few games, all of them. Minnesota, that was their first home under against San Jose the other night, and it was a rough beat if you had it. It probably should have went over. 
They've still gone over the total in every other game at home, but that one, I think you see them get back to that here tonight uh, and get back to some offensive success here against still a shaky uh, older netminder here in Anton Udobin, who's had an up and down season so far for the Stars. So we'll go with Dallas, Minnesota, over five and a half for my best bet for this Thursday uh, NHL card. We don't have Andrew, so we'll have to uh, recite. We'll post his best bet and his whole card, of course, on Patreon later. But uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the show. We thank everyone for tuning in live on YouTube. A reminder. The Ice Guys is live on YouTube seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the podcast of the Ice Guys when you can't watch live. For Alex B. Smith and Jimmy Murphy and Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Friday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.